Hey there, it's Amy McDonald here, yoga business coach. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast, where we talk all things yoga nerdy and yoga business. If you are looking to grow your yoga beers this year, please check out my signature program that is enrolling now. Think of it as the teacher training for your yoga business, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga beers. Now on to today's podcast. Hey folks, it's Amy here. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Weekly Call. I hope everybody can hear me okay and that uh, the sound is coming through just fine. I am uh, doing the podcast today not from my home office nor from my computer, so uh, interesting times. And I'm I'm just going to check in if anyone is joining me live. I hope uh, it's all working for you. Seems to be fabulous. All right, so today we're talking about how to stay happy and healthy on the road. And this is something that I have uh, had the good fortune to uh, learn by doing. So since I started my business uh, being in a, you know, uh, helping yoga teachers build their yoga businesses, which was probably about three, four years ago, I've done a lot of travel. And before that, when I was coaching on the side and teaching yoga on the side and also still working a corporate job, I still did a whole bunch of travel for my business, not so much the corporate job. You count driving around in utes, looking at landfills, did a lot of that, not a lot of uh, business class flights to villas in Italy. Not so much. But, you know, over the past couple of years, it has looked a little bit more like that. And it definitely has looked like uh, going to different places to teach. So right now I'm in Sydney because tomorrow I'm teaching the abundant, the final Abundant Yoga Teacher Immersion for this national tour here, just down the road, in fact, in Marrickville. Uh, it looks like going to professional development trainings of my own, spending time with my teacher for long periods if I can and then dropping in on other things that he happens to be doing around the world. And it also looks like, you know, simply just um, growing my horizons because I'm putting myself into new environments and, um, uh, you know, and, and experiencing new things, which makes me a better, uh, makes me a better businesswoman, makes me a better yoga teacher because I'm always going to new classes. It makes me a happier person. I really like to travel. In fact, I was reading the, in an in-flight magazine yesterday when I was flying from Brisbane. Hey, everyone in Brisbane. Thanks for coming yesterday. What a great day. What a fun bunch. I was flying from Brisbane to Sydney last night and in the in-flight magazine, they had all of these quotes, famous people and what they had to say about travel. And uh, apparently the Dalai Lama says you should go to a new place every year. So there you go, you know. I figure if the Dalai Lama is down with it, it can't be a bad thing. Offset, people, offset. So I've done a fair bit of this stuff and I've learned many times the hard way about how to stay happy and healthy on the road. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. I'm just going to double check to see. Uh, all right, I'm still talking to myself. Okay. Good. All right. Um, Okay, so so I've come up with a bunch of points uh, that I'm going to go through, which are just kind of like the things that were front of mind to me that are, that I have honed over time to keep myself really well uh, while I'm traveling. So uh, as a bunch of you probably already know, I'm a self-diagnosed, admittedly, but a highly sensitive person, and that means that I am very particular about my situation. I'm easily jangled. Uh, I'm also... Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm also a person who, this work that we do, Tony Robbins' work, we do some of it in uh, growing a yoga business. I'm also a person who requires certainty in order to feel safe and like myself. I need to know what the hell's going on or otherwise I feel decidedly uncomfortable. So when you put those things together, being an empath and needing certainty, actually travel is kind of contradictory to my makeup. However, I am also a pitta person, which means I like rubbing things against the grain. And so I do get myself on a plane quite often, but, and that's, I guess, that's how I've had the very good fortune to learn these lessons the hard way. I remember the first time I ever taught a uh, yoga retreat in Bali by myself. And, um, and I just spent like all the disposable income that I had on a Manduka travel mat. This I got to tell you about this mat because this also relates to like poverty consciousness. So up until that time, including doing the entire uh, residential 200-hour teacher training that made me a teacher first time around, uh, I had only ever had a yoga mat from Kmart, and it had a, it had these Velcro straps that attached to it automatically, so you could roll it up. Very convenient, sling it over your shoulder. It also meant that 
always put your hair stuck in it during Shavasana. But lucky for me, I still had a shaved head at that point in my life because heaven forbid you waste money on something like shampoo. Did I mention this was a money story segue? Anyway, so when I had finished my teacher training, I was celebrating the fact that I merely survived because if anyone else has done a 200-hour residential frickety frick fricks. I mean, bless us all, but God knows a lot of people go to a teacher training when their life is in the shit. That was my story. So you get like 25 people together somewhere that they don't know with people that they don't know. And you put them through the soft, the grinder of, of, you know, getting broken down and built back up to be yoga teachers while half of them are kind of falling apart. It makes for, let's just say a dynamic environment. So I had survived that. And I thought, God damn it. I need a present for myself. And at the time, I went to visit a friend who was living in Kuala Lumpur and we went to this, like the only shop back then in KL where you could buy yoga stuff, like the brands, you know, they had like, they had, they had uh, Hardtail Forever and they had Lululemon, and, which because in case you didn't know this folks about me, before I started that yoga teacher training, i.e. before I met those other 25 broken down individuals, I didn't know there was a thing called yoga attire. <laughs> like I didn't know that yoga clothing was even a thing. So when I discovered this, cause everyone else on the training was wearing it except me, I thought I might like to get some for myself. So my next stop after that was Kuala Lumpur. We found this one shop that sold stuff and they had sticky mats. And I've realized now also that actually not everybody has a sticky mat from Kmart. And there was such a thing as like yoga equipment brands. No shit. I've been doing yoga for like <laughs> 30 years at this point. Yeah. Hello. Jai Shivananda. So, so I decided I would buy myself a, uh, a Manduka travel mat and it was the only color that they had was purple and um, like lilac, which is just not me at all, but I was going to do this and it was a big deal. And I think it was like worked up to like 65 us dollars, which was horrifically expensive for me at that point in my life. But I did it anyway. Turned out that sticky mat was my savior when I started teaching retreats in Bali because I don't know if you, anyone here who's had one of those mandukas, like they're super, super thin and foldable, right? And so what you can do with them is hang them over a window to get like blackout. This is how empath crazy I am and I know about myself and I will get to my points momentarily, I promise, that when I taught that first retreat in Bali, I remember my sister she came with me as an assistant on that retreat and she came into my room one night. And she, <laughs> I still remember the look in her face of just like horror, this combination of WTF and should I actually be seriously worried about you in this moment? Because my whole room was like all the windows were covered with all the duvets and my sticky mat. And I had like sanitary napkins stuck on every led glowing thing that you couldn't turn off. And the fridge was, the minibar was pulled out of the wall and the court, like the whole thing. Crazy. I do some crazy effed up shit when I'm on the road because of my nature. And so if you would like to grow your yoga business and there is an element of travel that you suspect might fall into that, but the idea of being on the road freaks you out, or if like me, you love yourself some certainty and the anxiety can really build up when you're traveling, you're going to love my tips, which I have written down. Damn, in a notebook. I'm so organized today. So here we go. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've got nine. <laughs> love it don't say i don't get organized for these things so the, then these for some for, for folks who are like easygoing you know you all you kaffa easygoing people who love variety people you're just gonna laugh at this have fun but for anybody who's like me jai judith orloff and understands that they're a highly sensitive person who needs certainty in their life here you go nine pieces of truth number one Find yourself some familiar places. And I'm talking about um, everything, really. So right now I am uh, I'm in Australia, obviously, but I'm, I'm traveling and I'm teaching workshops and I'm going to venues that I have been to before. Now, are they the best venues? Not necessarily. I mean, the one that we went to in Perth was delicious, but it was the first time that I've been there. But Melbourne... Sydney and Brisbane, they're all venues that I've used before. Are they the most high vibe? Are they totally on brand? Do I feel amazing being there? Are they the easiest to get parking or food or whatever? No, actually, none of them are, but I know them. And some of them I have, a, you know, particular love for. 
But, I, you know, I know them. And, and for me, going back to somewhere that is familiar immediately takes the charge of something. It immediately makes it less stressful. And I can sort of almost energetically cross it off the list as, okay, I know what to do. Or if something goes sideways, I know I'm going to be able to figure it out. Now, the same is very much true for accommodation. Again, this is going to be like what to people who don't have um, those same sorts of tendencies that I do. But for me, knowing that I'm going to somewhere that I have been to before is hugely um, uh, down-regulating. It really helps me stay in like rest and digest energy. Going to a new place freaks me out to the point where, you know, someone could say, um, you know, someone could offer to shout me a night in the most luxurious hotel, like the the junior suite of whatever hotel overlooking the opera house here in Sydney, right? And I would prefer to stay right here in my Airbnb because I stayed here last night and I know what it sounds like and I know where the noises come from and I know how dark it gets and how light it stays and all of those good things. And for me, that makes me feel safe. So when I am traveling, I always go back to the same places. Um, And if you're a variety person, this won't appeal to you. But if you're looking If you're a certainty person and you are looking to take some of the anxiety out of your travel, I really recommend treading familiar paths. When we're talking about being on the work circuit, right? So um, now that that doesn't mean to say that you would go back to a place if it just really didn't work for you. Uh, I know that uh, I've done the thing where the host of a studio, the owner of a studio when I've been to teach there has offered for me to stay at their house, beautiful spare room, beautiful house, didn't sleep a wink, just can't do it. Can't sleep in someone else's energy. I just know this about myself, which we'll get to in a minute. So much better for me to find the same place. When I'm in Paris, I stay at the same hotel. It's probably, actually it is, overpriced. You could probably hose it out because, it's you know, that's the sort of furnishings it has in the rooms. But I know those windows are like quadruple glaze. I know where everything is. I know the Wi-Fi works. I know how to get from the bus to the, you know, to the, to the, to the airport to the metro to whatever and for me that's just like so much easier so if you do feel anxious about being on the road and the uncertainty of it all what you go back to places when i'm in byron bay i stay in the same airbnb it's got the worst wi-fi ever and the woman next door when she's washing her dishes at night she takes like six hours to wash her dishes all you can hear is clattering of cutlery but i stay there every time because I feel like it's my home, it's my stomping ground. So I really recommend that you go stay in the same places. And the next one is to really honour your tendencies, you know, whatever. As you start to discover things about yourself and you will the more that you travel, tr- go with that, right? Like know your tendencies. If, if I know that I could be a snarky bitch about four hours into a flight, I just get nasty, I know this about myself and I'm not, I don't indulge it because it ain't nice, but I know that it's going to happen and I don't beat myself up when it does. I try and get myself out of that energy, but I know it's going to happen. I know that I'm freaky deaky about being in new places. I know that I'm the person who will get to the airport way too early because that just makes me feel safe. You know, whatever you know about yourself, uh, honour it. If you know that you feel more comfortable wearing your stretchy pants on the plane or having your inflatable neck cushion on the plane or ordering a gluten-free meal, even though normally you'd love gluten or whatever it is that you know happens for you and makes you feel better, go with it. Don't beat yourself up traveling. I remember Anna Forrest taught this point when I was at one of her workshops in Hong Kong in 2013. She talked about how being in a, a strange environment, being in an intense and foreign environment is not the time to give yourself like a life overhaul, you know, like if, if, I don't know, what's an example? Like if, 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 um, I don't know, you're, I can't even think of what's like, you know, don't decide to go on a diet or do something wacky from airplane food. Like wait till you get home. Don't decide to, I'm going to go on a fitness regime and I'm going to run however many kilometers on the hotel treadmill like wait till you get home know your tendencies and recognize that you will feel more supported if you can keep as much of your life steady while you're in flux uh, while you're on the road so know your tendencies and honor them Uh, take talismans is point number three take talismans have things with you that are familiar and known i have this tiny little i got him in 
Barcelona, of course, this tiny little Hanuman Murti. Where else would you buy a Hanuman Murti except Barcelona? Right? Anyway, I have him. He's in my purse. He comes with me when I'm traveling. He's one of my talismans. I have him with me. I have a, uh, my grandfather carved me a wooden boomerang. He gave one to all of his kids and grandkids, and it's a talisman of safety while you're traveling. That comes with me everywhere. I always take my journal. I always take my gold pen. You know, there are things that I always take with me um, to to help me stay happy and healthy on the road, talismans, things that are markers of my life that I have them with me. When I'm, I'm, I'm only travelling two nights up to Brisbane, Sydney and back to Melbourne, so I haven't got the whole kit. But when I'm doing my sort of over to uh, Yogaville Ashram and, uh, you know, L.A. and then around to the U.K. and Europe and then home again, when I'm doing that big loops, you know, up to two or three months on the road, then there are other things that come with me. Like I will take a yoga block. I've got this great yoga block that I bought uh, a tri yoga in uh, Camden in London that's slightly smaller than the standard yoga block, which means it takes up even less space in my bag, but it's really high density foam. So it's super light and it's what I sit on to meditate. I can put like a jumper on it or something if I need it to be softer. But it goes in the suitcase, doesn't weigh a thing. It works really well as a, uh, a, a camera tripod. And I always know that I can sit to meditate and sit to chant wherever I am because I have this particular talisman. Ditto with your travel mat. You know, get your, I really do, I really did love that Manduka travel mat. It didn't hold up so well with the sweats. Uh, I, you know, J- Sir, Jakarta circa 2015 doing my vinyasa teacher training module with Noah G. She got slippery. In fact, I know that I gave myself a hip injury from sliding on that thing with Anna uh, at Pure Yoga in Hong Kong. But, you know, having a great travel mat that can also fit in your bag, really, really good idea. Take talismans. How are we doing for time? What am I up to? That was number three. Number four, eat even better than you normally would. Your body is going to be bombarded with... um, foreign materials depending on where you're going just thinking of all of my all of those people right now in Chennai hey um you know eat even better now this I don't want to contradict the earlier point I'm not saying like decide to go on some kind of like I'm gonna eat nothing but air and kale for a month it's not the time to go on some kind of lifestyle makeover but whatever you would normally do do more of it for example, oh, my God, I can hear them. I'm sitting in the kitchen area of my Airbnb right now in, in Sydney and you can't see it, but well, definitely anyone on the podcast can see it, but anyone watching the vlog, you can't see it, but just within reach is the, the, the fridge here in my kitchenette and unlike any other Airbnb I've stayed in my life, this kitchen fridge is full of Tim Tams. Oh, what else has it got? It's got, oh, my God, salivate, white bread, butter and Vegemite. Oh my God. I'm a vegan. I'm not going to go eat, but you fudge, you know, you like an Australian white bread and it's like, how much could you eat? How much have you got? It's good shit. Uh, pull in your national, whatever. If you're like Vegemite, what? you do your thing. Uh, what? There's like this huge block of amazing cheese. Anyway, I mean, if I wasn't dietarily, no grains, no animals restricted, I would just have my, no, I wouldn't have my face in the fridge. But my point is, all that stuff is in there and I have, actually have no interest genuinely um, in eating it because it's going to fuck me up. <laughs> you know? uh, for anybody who's got sensitivities already, you don't need to be putting whack, whack food into your body um, to, to, uh, to double down on the pressure that you're already under. I remember, um, oh, my God, I remember a former partner of mine. It was like our, I don't know, what, however many year anniversary, not many. And I decided that we would go to Paris, right, for four nights to, it was going to be my anniversary gift. And I was doing the full out gluten-free then. I had like gluten, things, things that yoga teachers think it's okay to talk about at dinner parties, but no one else does. That was going on in my body when I ate gluten. So we go to Paris and I hadn't been to Paris since I was a struggling 19-year-old backpacker. And the idea of actually being there and staying in this very nice apartment full of orchids and the skylight looking at the Eiffel Tower and all the rest of it with my beloved was just like amazing. And of course, my beloved at the time happens to work in the food industry. And so why wouldn't you just go to all of those amazing like farmer's markets all over Paris and buy way too much products? full of butter and gluten and I resisted for so up to you know for a point 
been a long time since I'd had gluten. And I'm like, oh my God, honey, I love you. I love Paris. It's so romantic. Of course, we're going to have like coffee and croissants, right? So we do. I think I ate like one and a half and I lost my shit. Like seriously, it couldn't stop crying. It was the weirdest thing ever. I kind of didn't believe all of those people who were like, oh, I'm so food intolerant until I ate that wheat, man. And uh, it went down from there. So in fact, ultimately, I think it led to a breakup. My point is... <laughs> Eat well when you're on the road, you know. Um, God knows, it seems like Amy just will not get the memo, but um, despite ordering what I think is going to be good food on airplanes, most of the time is shit. So take food. Um, I always make sure that no matter where I'm staying, staying, I've got enough stuff when I arrive, especially if I'm arriving late at night, that I've got something to eat in the morning. Uh, I can go out and forage once the day gets going, but I need to make sure that I've got at least a breakfast on hand with me because even though like I'm staying in a really lovely apartment right now, the host here is gorgeous. She was so helpful this morning with the Wi-Fi and last night with the access that, and she has stocked the place with incredible food and I can't eat any of it. And, um, and, you know, and, and nor do I want to because it's going to fuck me up. So having, making sure that I arrive with like a kit of food to get you going, super, super important. The next one is about air. It's also really obvious, but I tell you, it's because I've learned the hard way. Like, don't break up your marriage. Stick to your food regime. The next one is about air. Find places where you can open the goddamn windows. I mean, it sounds like a no-brainer, but it's seriously important. Remember that airport hotel in Paris I told you about before? If for all of its, like, cheap and cheap, well, it's not cheap and cheap, for all of its utilitarianness, you can open the windows. You can go outside. There's some grass. You can sit under a tree. You can go for a walk down by the park. There is outdoorsness, and that is massively important. Even if you live in a city, if you've been on a plane for a long period of time, you need to get yourself somewhere where you can breathe some air. So make sure that, you know, ask questions. If, you, if you're a hotel person, check that shit out. Does your hotel have rooms where the windows actually open? You know, I've, I've stayed in um, apartments. You look like I, I'm a big user of Airbnb. I love it as a service. And I've stayed in places that look absolutely beautiful. But then you'll, you get there and the bedroom has no windows. What the hell? I can't handle that. So, you know, make sure that you're finding yourself clean air. Get outside. Sit outside. It needs to have somewhere where you can open the window and get some real air, particularly if you're coming off a long flight. This is a hack that really, really came home to me during my, mostly I get this lesson. I got it a little bit in Italy, but I get it all the time in the States. When you are on the road, like transiting on the plane, on the Greyhound, on the Amtrak, if you are on transport going somewhere, dress well. Not so much if you're in business class and you've got a bit more of the fuck you factor. But if you, um, but if you are, like um, the time, uh, the one of the times I remember it so vividly, I was taking like the, I was in Utah and I was taking a shuttle from somewhere, Utah to somewhere else. Where would it have been? St. George to Salt Lake City. Freaking hell, Utah. Well, you are breathtaking. You are breathtaking. So I was, um, I was in Utah and uh, you have, you take these like, little shuttles to get around and I got on the shuttle and every, I just was wearing I think this is how I figured it out. I was wearing all the stuff that did not fit into my suitcase. I'd just been at a conference in Las Vegas. Interesting. And my sister again, my sister and I, we'd been, as apparently you do in Las Vegas, you go uh, uh, factory outlet shopping. What do you call that? Factory outlets, right? You go factory outlet shopping. So we'd been factory outlet shopping and I had this amazing pair of heels. Like they were espadrilles. They were I don't know that I still have them. They're seriously like they're sexy as hell. These shoes love them and they didn't fit in my case. So I had like a duffel bag. Um, I was still working on the, you know, there, was, there ain't no Samsonite luggage back then. So I had to wear them because they wouldn't fit in my case. So I had to have like the, whatever else I had going on that would kind of go enough with these shoes. So I was kind of decked out to get on a shuttle bus to go to Salt Lake city, but I'd done it nonetheless. And I had no, I was treated so well by everyone on the shuttle. Like, like they, they gave me a better, I mean, admittedly there was a lot of LDS folks on that shuttle going to Salt Lake city. And those people are just like really nice, <laughs> really hospitable, man, you guys. Anyway, um, they're so nice to me. And then I, then they dropped me off somewhere and a guy like, 
got off as well. He got off a stop early so he could help me with my suitcase and he put me onto the next shuttle thing that I had to get on and loaded up my bag. Like, I mean, generally, you know, everyone in America is just great with helping out a traveller. Really, you guys, it's really nice. In Australia, we're a bit more like, yeah, you fucking dickhead, figure it out. Go on to where you came from. Not, not in the States. I love it. But I realised at that time that if you are travelling on, you know, economy, coach, budget, dress well, not like an asshole, but dress well, people will be nicer to you. People will be nicer to you. They'll talk to you. You will get a different response. People will help you more with your customer service. And I'm sorry, I know this isn't particularly equitable, but in my experience, I've done it so many times that I see it again and again and again. People on the Amtrak will help you with a ticket that you don't understand if you look decent. Don't wear your yoga clothing if you're flying coach. I mean, it's different if you're going super long haul, but better find a pair of like, what do you call it? Uh, it's got a name. Uh, oh, fudge. What's it called? Like resort wear. What's it called? You're like, find some active wear that looks like palazzo pants or something that looks nice. I promise you, put some freaking bling fake jewelry on. People will treat you differently if you look nice. You can, you can spam, you can send me emails about this one if you don't believe me. And 10 years ago, I would have said, F that, I'm worth good. Like, okay, fine. But the reality is, after years, of having this happen to me, even just wearing black instead of like different colors will get you better customer service. You want to get a complimentary upgrade? Do your hair. I promise you it makes a difference. All right, where are we at? Uh, what's that? Number one, two, three, four, five, six, number seven. Um, you've got to figure out the sleep situation, right? Like plan for sleep. Do whatever it is going to take for you to go to sleep. Um, if you get tired while you're traveling, you will be rooted as far as staying healthy on the road. I have this cold because I didn't nail the sleep part. Um, just moving between time backwards and forwards between, you know, four hour different time zones for sort of a couple of weeks just effed me up. The, you need to do whatever it takes to get the sleep situation sorted out. So for me, that looks like I start with, you know, all of that, no caffeine and no excitements and dark dim screens and then no screens and all that sort of stuff. And then my crazy got to go to Kmart kind of like sanitary napkins on the LED sort of situation. I'm not kidding. I uh, rented this Airbnb in Camden, which was really nice, except incredibly loud. No shit. I went to, what do you call it? Sainsbury's? Sainsbury's? I went there. I bought like two rolls of, um, what do you call it in America? We call it tin foil. You call it aluminum foil, right? Two rolls and I aluminum foiled my windows. I'm not kidding. I did that. It was like last year. I'm not, you know, whatever, whatever it takes, do whatever it takes because it doesn't fucking get dark there. I'm not in Edinburgh, like hell, how do you survive without blackout curtains? Anyway, ugh. anyway, uh, do whatever it takes for you. So I have earplugs. I have a sleep mask. They come with me everywhere. I also have Ben Kingsley, Autobiography of a Yogi, from chapter, from chapter four on Audible, but actually it starts like this. Chapter 12, years at my master's hermitage. That's how many times I've listened to it because, you know, <laughs> that stuff works. I listen, if I, I know I can listen to like a few chapters of that and I'm gone. So figure it out. You know, there was a time when um, for me there was this one DJ Drez track um, What's it called? It's, it, he samples Coldplay. Go get it on SoundCloud. It's so beautiful. And there was a time in my life when that was the track that put me to sleep. DJ Jez and uh, Janet Stone have a beautiful track that I would often go to sleep to. So Sacred Earth, there's this whole album. It's still, I still use my iPod, everybody. I'm not embarrassed to admit it. And you still, if you go, because, you know, sometimes you just need to listen to all that stuff that you were listening to when you had an iPod. Um, and it, when I go to it still, the most, the most commonly played tracks, it's not the songs that I really like. It's that sacred earth album, Bhakti something, uh, because all of that time I spent in Bali, that was the only thing that would put me to sleep. So, you know, figure it out. What is it for you that is going to help you stay asleep, get to sleep? Because that is super, super critical. My sister has made me all sorts of doTERRA magic. I've had bless them. Um, herbalists pro, 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 give me all sorts of like, Oh, this would totally knock you out. <laughs> um, did I mention that I'm snake pitter, Leo pitter? Like dang it. Any muscle salt stuff. I love you, but they ain't no bark flower remedy is going to knock me out unless I drink a liter of it because it's made of sherry. Anyway, figure it out. What is it for you? And 
bless you if a little little whiff of <laughs> chamomile oil is going to knock you out. Damn, I'm jealous. All right, last one. Um, sorry, not last one, second last one. You've got to remember to have rest time, right? People, people say all the time to me that they, because I'm traveling, they think I'm on holidays. In fact, this happened the other day. A woman from the bank rang me up. This happened, while I was in Thailand, don't you love this? You're, I'm in Thailand and I keep having this missed call, right? I'm, I'm teaching a retreat and I keep having this missed call from Australia and I'm starting to get a bit nervous about it And so I because I can't access my voicemail while I'm away. I didn't realize until I needed to. Then I get this email, Amy, it's whatever from the bank. We've been trying to call you and we can't get through. You need to call us, please. It's the bank. And they've been trying to get me like five times. And now they're sending me an email and I'm starting to freak out, right? And so I ring them and they're like, oh, no, don't worry about it. We just think we can save you a couple of dollars on your monthly fees. I said, can I call you back? Sure. So anyway, she calls me back. So I'm in Thailand. You know, can I call you back? So she calls me back the other day and we're home. Um, saved me a couple of dollars of my fees. And, um, and, and she says, oh, so you, did you have a nice time away? I said, yes, it was great. She said, were you in Thailand? Right? I said, yes. And she said, oh, so was it a nice break? And I said, oh, well, actually, um, you know, I, I was there for work. And she said, oh, well, you still would have had a good rest. And I thought, well, isn't this curious? Because, in fact, unlike any other time when I've taught a retreat in Thailand, I didn't go and have a rest on either side. Like when I was there in September, did me some island time junior suite, thanks very much, after retreat. Brilliant. This time I was heading off on the road again, other things to do. wasn't a priority for me. Pretty much flew in, taught the retreat, and flew out the night that we finished. And I love teaching my retreats. I love teaching these immersions. I love going and spending time with my teacher. I love stalking all of those yoga celebrities in Los Angeles or whatever else it may be. I love going to Yogaville, chanting for me some kirtan with Krishnadas. None of that stuff is a holiday. Um, traveling, yeah, but they're not holidays. So remember to accommodate rest time as well. So um, like, for example, when I got back from uh, Thailand, I had a whole day that it was a Monday. I just like, no, nah, I've got nothing today. Tuesday, whatever. I just, no work from me. Um, this, I, I fly home tomorrow night, Thursday night from Sydney. Friday is going to be a pretty minimal day for me. There needs to be rest. Traveling will take it out of you unless you are one of those fabulous people who's energized by this stuff. If you are like me, and this is a podcast really for HSPs who like a bit of certainty. Love you, Sam. Um, plan rest for yourself. Just because you're in Bali, you know, like doing networking meetings at the bloody, you know, cat, cat, what do you call it? Soma or all those fabulous restaurants or whatever doesn't mean you're on holidays, right? So remember, traveling is not the same as a holiday. And if you are traveling, you need to make sure that you schedule in rest time. The last one, this is where I'm going to get, how am I doing for time? Perfect. The last one, I'm going to get a little bit mumsy with you. I really, here I am going for it. I'm really going mumsy. Take good care of yourself, like protect yourself, protect yourself. Um, and I'm talking about those boring, nerdy, encyclopedia brown things like get insurance, honey. Get insurance. Get all the reinsurances. Get make sure that the professional indemnity and public liability insurance that you have as a yoga teacher effing covers you when you're overseas. If they say, "Oh yeah, well, you're covered for everything," except not if you're out of the country, then you're rooted. Make sure. Make sure that you have. Travel insurance. If you need to go teach a workshop and and your flight is cancelled, oh, I mean, hello, trying to fly domestic in America, get ready. Um, and you and you miss the workshop simply because your flight didn't happen because, like, on the other side of the country, there was like some snow or something, and so you make no money or you have to pay everybody back. You need insurance for all of that stuff. If you're running events, is your event insured? Are you? I mean, I don't want to get into the, I don't want to get into the politics and the opinions of it. But if immunising is a thing for you, as all of your shit up to date, do you have the stuff in your bag? If you, you know, if you get the, when, you get the, what does what my dad call it? When you get the trots in India, that one's for you, Stacey Louise. <laughs> Seriously, like, have you got yourself some stuff? I remember being um, at the Udaya Live. Festival, yoga festival in uh, Bulgaria. And at the end of the festival, God, no, no, it was before the festival started. 
We had a couple of days in Sofia. Beautiful city. Love it. You can fly there on Ryanair. She passes. Do it. It's nice. Anyway, we're staying at like this really nice hotel and Amy gets herself, mm, hello, thank you for that. I won't name the airline, but <laughs> thanks, airline. Uh, had some rapid unplanned detoxing situation happening. It's kind of difficult to explain to the guy behind the counter at the pharmacy that you're looking for like Gatorade. Now, what are we trying to say to him? Emodium? Like, I don't know how you, what you call emodium? Bulgarian? Guess what? They don't call it emodium. They don't have those letters in their alphabet. <laughs> we had to kind of, and then, you know, like the, uh, what do you call it? Um, like the, you know, the, the fizzy stuff, electrolytes. Trying to talk about that. I had to mime. Here's the glass. Here's the water. Here's the sachet. Here's the effervescence. Who thought you'd have to mime? Has anyone played charades? Have you ever had to do hydrolyte, <laughs> electrolyte powder? Just much easier if you've got some in your bag, like all of that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I, I'm, I can't remember the brand of it, but I've got these nasal drops. Hello. It's interesting. We're yogis, right? It's special oil. Um, that you, I think you can get it at Whole Foods and uh, Sprout, those sort of places. Uh, everyone in Australia is like, one day, one day we'll get a Whole Foods. Um, but you, it's, it's like nasal oil for when you're flying so that when you land, TMI alert, you don't get like aeroplane snot. You know how you have like scabby nose for two days because the air is so dry? You're going to want that stuff, whatever it is for you that, that helps, you know, that's going to keep you safe, do it. I always take a shower. If I'm on a long haul, whatever the midway point is, I'll go to the lounge, take a shower, sit in that bathroom with the door shut and the water running for a long time. Often until the ladies say, Miss, Miss, okay, Miss, time to leave, time to finish. <laughs> that, that, was, uh, that was Amy in Bangkok. No, actually, that was the guy in front of me in Bangkok. Sir, time to finish. I think he had the same plan as me. Washing all of that shit off, putting those clothes in a plastic bag, baby, and putting on something new. It's part of how I keep myself well. But, you know, really the stuff about knowing about like legally, insurance-wise, finance-wise, what, ha- what would happen if you were on the road and some shit went down? What if you're smart enough to realise that learning how to ride a moped is, you know, it, it, the location for that is not Indonesia, a lot of people seem to think it is, but what, you know, you're whatever, you're just crossing the street and some moron Aussie tourist comes and takes you out because he's decided with his girlfriend on the back, neither of them wearing any clothes, that they're going to learn how to ride a scooter. Like what does that mean for you if you're self-employed? Do you have something like income protection insurance? So I kind of wrap that up on a shit note, but the point I wanted to make was Protect yourself legally. Protect yourself with great contracts. Protect yourself with great insurance. Protect yourself with financially sensible decisions. I've been at conferences with women that I really love. Oh, you know, my friends, we go to conferences together and no joke, it'll come time to pay the bill, their hotel bill at the end. I've been in the room with my friends when they've got to this point and they literally do not have enough money on their credit card to pay for the room that they've just been sleeping in for the past week. Like have some, my mum used to call it mad money, have some mad, then mad money looked like $5 hidden in your purse. But like have some, don't be, don't be getting on the road and travelling around the world with nothing in your pocket. I'm not saying buy one of those god-awful nude flesh-toned fanny packs. Like help me please. You don't need that. If people want to steal your information, they're going to scan it out of your bag, moron. You don't need a flesh-coloured fanny pack. Help me. But full of money, traveller's checks, no, but, but have, like, have something in the bank or at least get, a, get yourself a credit card that's got like five grand on it. Maybe you never use it. Good for you. If you've got credit card drama, fine, have at it. But know that if shit goes down, you can get yourself out of trouble. I remember being in Bali at the Bali Spirit Festival, sick as a dog, like, you know, on the 40-minute round of rapid detoxification and in so much pain I could not stand up. Never had food poisoning like that in my life. Oh, I have once, but that was Jakarta. Anyway, and I and didn't see that coming, wasn't eating the salad, wasn't doing any of that stuff, still copped it. Who knew? And who cares because guess what? I'm calling the doctor from the hospital to come to my hotel and give me whatever the hell he's got to make me better. And I could not care because i got the money to pay for it. You want cash? Here it is. Like make sure that you are not freaking out. If you're 
flight is delayed, you can go get yourself a hotel somewhere else. If you need to get another flight because you missed one and you just need to get the next one that's going, you can get it. If you need to have, I don't know, like if you need to have kale salad brought to your house because you're knackered and you, you don't want to eat the Tim Tams in your mini bar fridge, have at it. You need to make sure that you're really protected from a smart business person perspective. All right. We are almost at time and I am so hoping that all of this has worked and the recording is happening and uh, <laughs> my audio is working and all of those good things. I think we're okay. Um, because uh, if, if uh, folks, I'm actually using my phone for this, which I've never done before because my, my computer like literally shat itself the day before I flew to Brisbane. Love. Uh, <laughs> I think we're doing okay. Let me just recap my points. Now, if this has been like, a, oh my God, Amy, you are so special needs and cotton wool experience for you. Oh, I'm okay with that. Um, really, this is a love note for anybody who gets thoroughly discombobulated, anybody who, um, you know, just just is fearful of traveling, anybody who loves the idea of, like one of my clients wants to go study with one of my teachers in LA and he's just so pumped about doing it. But, you know, maybe for you, you love the idea that being away from home is terrifying, not because you're not a grown-up or whatever, but because of this stuff that I've been talking about. Don't judge yourself, beautiful one. I'm weird as hell when I'm on the road and I've learned to embrace it and now I really enjoy it. Last night I got into this Airbnb like 11.30 by the time I got here and I was out at quarter past 12 and I didn't wake up until 8 o'clock this morning. Like for me, I used to be the woman, no shit, like as much as four years ago, not even three, maybe even two years ago, I was the woman who would drag the duvet into the bathtub. I've slept in cupboards, wardrobes. I have like the sanitary napkins on the lights is nothing compared to the weird, weird shit that I have done. I've slept under beds, in cupboards, in bathtubs, What because I am so cray-cray, highly sensitive person, empath on the road. So don't judge yourself. It's okay work with these principles and traveling gets to be awesome. And you get to have a really good night's sleep in a strange environment as well. Wake up, feel great, eat great, do your work, spread your message to the people who want to hear it. I'm going to quickly recap them. Go for familiar face, familiar places. Like stay in, I stay in the same Airbnb with the same guy, the flan King. Every time I'm in Los Angeles, Greg, I love you. I can't believe you put up with my bullshit. That time I was having a Facebook ads meltdown. You were there for me, brother. I love it. Uh, Honour your tendencies. If you do some weird and wacky shit, go with that. Let yourself have it. Now is not the time to try and I'm going to overcome this thing I've had my whole life while I'm already in a stressful environment. Take talismans with you, whatever that looks like. It might be some spiritual bling, but it might be other stuff that you just know. My sister travels with. You should see the doTERRA kit this woman travels with. Like She's got a rollerball for fucking everything. Whatever it is for you, take it eat even better than you normally would. And I'm not talking about, I'm going to do the master cleanse the whole time that I'm walking the Camino. No. But if you know that, ah, shit, if I ate like, if I know if I drink coffee at night, I'm not going to sleep well. Or when I'm at home, I don't eat bread. Don't start eating bread while you're on the road. Just saying. Make sure that wherever you are, you can get to outside, not on the plane. I think that's a movie with Denzel Washington in it. But but when you stop, Get yourself outside. I love airports that actually have outsideness, aka not Mumbai. Man, once you're in there, they will not let you out. Make like ask the hotel or Google for reviews of the hotel. Do the goddamn windows open? There is nothing worse than being stuck in a room and can't get out. Just saying. Dress well, particularly if you're not flying in first or business class you want to get upgraded dress well and it's not just about being upgraded people will treat you differently it's probably politically incorrect to say but again and again and again people will not harass you people will treat you differently if you dress well people have pleasant conversations with you but times that i've been on greyhound looking like shit and treated like shit email about amy you saying she deserved it from what she was wearing no I, this is not that i would never condone that like, quite seriously please i, I And I just want to reiterate, I'm not making that point. What I am saying is if I look really scruffy, if I look like Australia, Australia in a Cuda beach, drinking beer and eating nothing, I will be treated differently to if I actually look like a woman who gives a shit about herself. That's what I'm saying. Please. I 
didn't mean to offend. I realised as I was saying it that may have come out a bit sideways. I didn't mean that. Generally, it looks like just wearing black clothing. And, you know, people tend to think that you're stylish. I used to have these pants. My God, these are my most favourite travel pants. I forgot about them. I bought two pairs. I love them so much. They were sort of, they weren't bamboo, but they, I think it was before clothing was made out of bamboo, but they looked that sort of like, they working. All right. So sorry about that interruption. I, it would seem that people have different understanding of what Wi-Fi means. Nevertheless, um, <laughs> What dongles were a thing of the past. Here we are. We're back again. Sorry about that, folks. I hope uh, those of you who are here with me live um, are still here. And uh, Christ knows, I hope that the 45 minutes we have been sharing uh, actually got recorded to the cloud. Come on, pray for me. So then the last thing I wanted to say, uh, the last couple of points here, like plan for sleep, do whatever it takes. It's super important. You don't want to be exhausted. Really important. Make sure that you understand that rest is required when you're traveling. You need to take time off don't pack your schedule too full particularly if you're an empath and you know that a lot of person time wears you out make sure that you have rest and don't take any attitude from people who think just because you happen to be away from home that you're like living it up you are traveling for work if you are carrying a soup bag no one will give you a hard time the fact that you're going somewhere that also has sun lounges doesn't mean that you're on holidays you're still at work and respect your energy and take rest. And then the last one was just protect the hell out of yourself, folks. Like get make sure, make sure you've got insurance. If you're not sure about your policy, call them up and ask. Tell them exactly what's going on. Get yourself the visas that you need. I'm looking at a project at the moment that's in a country I haven't worked in before, and I'm struggling to get some information about visas. And one of the other people that I'm talking about on this project is like, oh, you know, most people just turn up. Well, you know, kind of that's not allowed on a tourist visa, you know. Uh, a stayer. I'm not going to steal someone else's rights. We get to be yogis in business. Protect yourself. Do what it takes. Figure it out, and then you'll take you'll you'll let yourself stay back in that uh, rest and digest energy. Right? You know, get out of fight or flight. You, you've got enough of that going on when you're on the road. Anyway, okay, folks. Gosh, I hope that that all worked. Here we go. Amy's teaching her how to stay happy and healthy on the road while she's having like cataclysmic how to stay happy and healthy situations going on with the interwebs. Keep looking at the clock up there because you're all on my phone and I can't tell. <laughs> Thanks so much for being with me, folks, and uh, joining me in on this podcast. Stacey, thank you so much for the note that you left in the Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group. You know, there are times when I'm sitting on the carpet at airports. Who else? Like, why would you sit in a chair? I just love all those big swathes of carpet at airports. It makes me want to do yoga. There are times when I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Am I talking to my – have I spent all day figuring this thing out just to be talking to myself again? So, Stacey, that note just makes – a world of difference to me um and uh yeah thank you for everybody who uh lets me know that the podcast is useful honestly um I, I value that just so so much it's little drops of amrit that come through from all of you so um jai positive feedback and thanks so much folks before i finish up today i did want to mention one thing we haven't really told a whole lot of you about this yet but i wanted to make sure that you did know particularly if you are regular listen to the podcast the growing your yoga biz program it's enrolling right now go check it out if you don't know what it is amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga biz it's a six-month yoga business training program um it's awesome and when you go take a look at the website, you'll see a whole bunch of testimonials from the people who have been through it. I'm on the road essentially talking about that with people right now. And we've got another week and a half before registrations close. Someone emailed me today, will there be a second round? Kim, hey, Kim. Kim emailed me today asking, will there be a second round in 2019? And the answer, honestly, at this stage is I don't know. I have done two rounds a year in the past. This year, I, I simply don't know. I definitely have not committed to one. So if you are thinking about it, you do have another week and a half to decide. Um, but what's really exciting, if you already know that you would like to work with me on your yoga biz over the next six months, as well as build a really high vibe community of uh, fellow, of peers, colleagues, yoga teachers who are also committed to growth and service, uh, I've got a really cool bonus that uh, is available just until Sunday night. So when you register, you'll also get a copy of my How to Make Perfect Yoga Webs Yoga, How to Make Your Perfect Yoga Website a uh, home study course as a four-part study course to build yourself a website that looks like you, sounds like you, you know how to run all of those good things. Um, you'll also get a copy of my Facebook ads masterclass home study course. So if you aren't using Facebook advertising yet for your yoga classes, you need to. And if you don't know how, this course will teach you step-by-step. Step. It is follow the bouncing ball. Watch a bit, pause, do a bit, watch a bit, pause, do a bit. 
seriously. And the third bonus that comes with this good pack that I've put together to really give you a kickstart online is a brand new course. I've never sold this before. I'm so incensed on this topic and it's really looking at how to make great content to build your community on social media as a yoga teacher. How do you do that? How do you have enough to share on all of your platforms? How do you share stuff that's great? How do you build community where you don't feel like you're exploiting people but actually that you're helping to lift them up? And how do you do it all in a way that is not going to freak you out or take all of your time where you can make one thing and use it like 10 times? And I'm not kidding. I'll teach you how to do that. I do it in my business. It's awesome. You'll get access to that course as well. I've never sold it before, so you'll get to uh, join the live version of that program, which is an especially cool bonus. So if you're interested in all of those bonuses and you already know that growing your yoga business is the program for you to get you where you want to be and where your people need you this year, go get yourself registered. You've got until Sunday night to access the bonuses. The website, again, is amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga business. If you're not sure if the program is for you or not and you have questions, Hit me up wherever, send me an email, DM me on Insta, Facebook message, whatever, find me, shoot me a note uh, and I can answer your questions. I'm a yogi. I'm going to answer you truthfully. I'll tell you if I think you've, you don't need it or, or you're not ready or whatever. Um, but if you have any questions, uh, just shoot them through to me. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Uh, otherwise, if you already know it's for you, go get yourself registered. We're going to have such a good time. The group of yoga teachers who have already joined are super high vibe chomping at the bit. Everyone's messaging me saying, when are we getting started? Everyone's so keen. And folks, if you are one of those people, the answer is very, very soon. In fact, we're opening up the private Facebook group for GYYB5 next week. So you'll all be getting to know each other, mingling in there, having virtual canapes, kale chips and kombucha. It's going to be awesome. Uh, And for everybody who's, uh, who's coming and not there yet, Get your groove on, sign yourself up, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga beers. Thanks, everybody in Brisbane. I had such a great time yesterday. Of all of you who came out for the day, it was fantastic. And I can't wait to connect with all of you Sydney folks for the last Abundant Yoga Teacher immersion for the summer happening in Marrickville, 9 a.m. tomorrow. Earth and Sky, if you want to come join us, take care, everybody. See you all soon. Well, there you have it, folks. Another Abundant Yoga Teacher podcast. I hope you thought it was ace. I kind of did. Again, if you're looking to grow your yoga business this year, I lovingly invite you to check out my six-month group training program, Growing Your Yoga Biz. You can find it at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga biz. Till next time.